Hello, good day, happy new year 2024. It is, this is the day that the Lord has made. My name is Joy Kitanga Dash Devil, and I want to wish you all a happy new year and a wonderful and full celebration of a new year. We are beginning this year with another special episode. A special episode that has a tremendous impact, not just on the listener, our audience, but on me. I had the privilege of uh, interviewing, having a conversation with one of our listeners who gave us a testimony about the goodness and the imprint of God's love in their life. If you have not listened to the previous episode yet. I want you to do me a favor, go on episode 24 and listen the introduction to Brother Troy's testimony. Last week we talked, he shared about how he began his faith journey and that we move transitioning into the trials that happened and this episode today, you are about to hear God's strategy, God's plan of how he took this, this strategy, this, how God took this trial, this, uh, unfortunate, we can call it unfortunate situation, but God has the plan. If you are someone who's going through a difficulty, or you know somebody who's suffering and maybe is asking, why me? Or what about this? When this? Or you know somebody who just want to understand what's going on in their life. What is God doing to them, through them, around them? Well, I want to encourage you to take this message forward to them. Let them this listen. You will be blessed by this. If you were blessed by the first episode or the first track, because this has been recorded into two separate parts. This is the second part that you are about to hear of Brother Troy testimony. I hope you enjoy it. Sit down, tight belt, let's go, because this is about to bless you even the more because in this episode not only is he sharing his testimony but we get to dive a little bit deeper in scripture we're having bible study y'all so hand tight sit tight drive tight put it on in your gym in your vehicle in the kitchen and listen this is about to get good again let me not leave this space here without saying thank you to all our listener, to all our supporter. We have reached y'all about 10 countries because of you. We are in 10 different countries this far. So thank you so very much. Continue sharing, continue supporting, and remember to leave the imprint of God's love wherever you go. For the next voice you're going to hear after this, is going to be my conversation with Brother Troy. I can't even think about getting a job and making money. Like, 
taking care of my, I, I can't get past now. Like I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. Lord, you got to heal me. You got to heal me. And literally I'm, I'm being subdued about it. It was much more vocal, loud, and just the top of my lungs, three, four in the morning. Mm-hmm. And my wife is there praying, mm-hmm. rubbing my back, just interceding. And, and then the Lord, the Lord says to me, Troy, you sent that email and you asked for a sermon or a message. But you're going to be the message. Mm. You're the mm. sermon. Mm. My no. God. Like, My God. What do you mean? Like, I, I just wanted a message. I, in fact, a message really wasn't even for me. It was for other people. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I felt like other people needed to know. Mm-hmm. I just found a way to ask the question. Yeah. I'm like that student in the class. Nobody's asking. <laughs> and I'll just take the courage to ask for everybody. Everybody wants to know, but nobody wants to ask. Said, everybody wants to know, but nobody wants to ask. And he said, you're, you're going to be the message. You're the sermon. You're the series. Mm. And I'm like, I was like, but why? And he said, because I can trust you. Mm. He said, I can trust you with this testimony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to give me glory. And you're not shy. You're going to tell people mm-hmm. how, how good I am. And what I've done for you, mm-hmm. my sovereignty, and I'm going to stretch you because where you were in your faith before this, to your point, it was robotic. It was it was obedient, and it was good for that time. And I need you to continue to be obedient. But I need, to t- I need to take you to another level of faith in me to see me differently. And he said, I'm building your testimony. Mm. God is building your testimony. What I, what, I, what I love about this piece of art of God and, and what you have shared is that We went from, you went from, why not me, right? I'm going to accept this. And God is saying, you have not been broken yet, right? That That's that's still small little pride in us, right? It may not be, it may not be, why not me? It's it's not just accepting. I want to get to the place with this, is this, that we think when we ask God, why me is a place of arrogance. What I'm hearing in your story, why me is a place of brokenness where we finally broke, broken, break, dismantle. And it's the place where we want now God to come in. Why me, Lord? It's not a, 
an arrogant question. It is not a question that we need to shy off from asking God, why me? Because I've heard even other pastors preaching and like, don't ask God, why me? But ask, what is this for? God does not want you to ask, what is this for? He wants you to ask, why me? Because when you ask, why me? Then I will tell you, I'm writing your testimony. When you ask me, why me? I will tell you that I am about to write a series out of your story. When you ask me, why me? I will tell you that you are a testimony that who's going to glorify my name, who's going to put my name forward because oh. my name it need to go forth. Mm. And as you are speaking, is that literally even the one who is listening right now, you can feel the presence of God being ushered mm. where you are. Mm. God has ushered. He says, ask me, why me? Don't shy away. If I don't answer your why me, don't say that. Maybe that's not for me. Don't even move from it. You know, if you said why me and I don't answer, ask me what is it for? If I don't answer what is it for, you can even say, why not me? <clears throat> They're all three questions that God does not dismiss. They're all important question in our faith walk, in our building, in our formation. Because if he's not going to tell you the why he's doing that or why you're going through it, he's going to tell you the why not now. Yeah. He's going to tell you the why not. What about, what? Uh, why not you? He's going to tell you what you're made up of. Yeah. Is that you are this robot. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> this robot who has this capacity. Capacity. You know, I, I'm almost seeing it in my mind. You know, the, uh, in the, in the industry, industrial mm -hmm. where they make robots mm -hmm. and, and the, and the master giving each robot, he says, this is Troy. And yes, hallelujah. This robot called Troy mm -hmm. is going to have this unique chip inside of him mm. called obedience mm. and this obedience is in which he's grounded oh. satan will see him outwardly just as robots that they're all the same that's why he answered mm. god in the story of joe they're all the same they're all human being mm. but god is saying no they're not there's a particular chip inside of each one of them Troy's one rooted in obedience that's going to turn into love. How do you love God? Through obedience. That's where my testimony is going to come through. Come on. Mm. This is so good. <laughs> you know, when... But there was an issue I was dealing with before this. Mm. And I believe this is what God was rooting out of me to make me more like Christ. See, we like to protect and hide those areas that we know the Lord is coming after in us. Those areas that detract 
us from looking more like Christ. God wants those areas, but we like to protect them. And what it was for me is knowledge, education. I'm very good at what I do in IT. I have a reputation. I make good income, good money. So I was obedient and absolutely trusted the Lord in my life. But I also trusted in myself too. Because all these things I had that God, God to be the glory, he gave them to me. He gave me the, 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 the knowledge, the intelligence. He gave me the platform to prosper. I didn't graduate from college. I had a high school diploma, that's all I have. But I've done very well in my career. Family's doing well. Kids are smart, you know, beautiful wife. I had all these things that I could, I got this too, you know. Now, outwardly, I would never brag on those things ever. It's just not me. That's not my makeup. I would never brag on those things. But in my heart, I was protecting those. Mm -hmm. And it was detracting and taking away from my obedience mm -hmm. and giving God all and trusting him for everything. And so I really believe that that was part of what God was dealing with in, in me was rooting that out because early, early on about maybe early to mid-January 2022, when it first started, the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going to have to trust me through this. I'm going to lay you on your back. You're not going to be able to do anything. But I'm going to do everything. You just have to trust me. Don't think you're going to be able to do anything. I'm making it so that you're not going to be able to do anything except trust me. And he also said, I have raised up your wife for a time as this so that she can carry where you thought you had to do and what you had was going to sustain you and make up the difference between what I provided and what you think you're lacking. Mm -hmm. It was going to be you to, to fulfill that. No, I've raised your wife up for such a time as this. Mm. And my wife, she's been pursuing real estate since 2004. And her heart's desire and she's, you know, closing houses, selling them, you know, helping people to buy homes. And she's done pretty, pretty good for herself in that. But one of her strongest desires was to actually own an investment property. And, you know, and, and that's her real estate career started to take off right when I got sick. So she was able 
to carry us. Mm. And she got her first property mm. literally while I was in the hospital. Mm. I remember when she was there with me visiting and she got a call and said, honey, I can't stay. I have to go because things about getting this new property came up. And I said, go ahead. You know, I'm fine. But God was faithful. He didn't leave us. He raised her up mm-hmm. so that I could deal with what I'm dealing with. And mm-hmm. he could deal with me on my back. Mm-hmm. Completely. I, I, I had nothing else to hold on to. Nothing. Except him. And he made it so. Mm-hmm. And one day after church, uh, around January, February, um, sitting in a parking lot, talking to a sister in Christ, Rashida. And I'm still like, I'm still dealing with why in the world did I get fired? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that just doesn't just go away. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been in this field 30 years. I've never been in this situation. And to that point, I still didn't know why I got fired. It was never really explained to me. Never. Just one of them things just happened. So I'm sitting in the parking lot talking to Rashida. I'm sitting in the car. She's standing outside and everybody's fellowshipping. And I shared what I just said to you. I said, Rashida, I still don't know why I got fired. And, you know, and she said, Joe, I'm going to tell you what the Lord shared with me about that situation. She said, the Lord needed you free from everything in this world Mm. because of what he was about to do in your life. Mm. And that included taking your job. Mm. He gives and he takes away. You didn't do anything to lose your job. But he's sovereign. He allowed it to be taken Mm -hmm. because he had a plan. God knew. That you were going to get sick. He needed you to be free mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of any worldly needs, um, responsibilities, anything. And that's why he took your job. And I booed like a baby mm. in that car. Mm. I, it was so clear. It was so amazing. I mean, you think about it, it's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but you got to understand, I mean, it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But when she said that to me, it was Mm -hmm. amazing. So I'm reading, fast forward, I'm reading, reading scriptures about healing. And there's a couple of verses I like to share um, that the Lord used to this day, that anchored me in my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is um, in John chapter 9, verse 1 through 3. If I can read it. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? 
Verse three, Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. That comforted me so much because he, this man didn't do anything, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but God had a purpose mm -hmm. for his condition. Sure. That others could, who acknowledged and knew that he had this, they drew opinions about why he was in the situation he was in. I did that to myself. I'm like, what, what did I do? I, I don't know, right? And on the outside, when somebody gets fired, you instantly think, oh, they must have done something. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have an answer. But the Lord had an answer. Just like this young man. But that the works of God should be revealed in him. I read that. I'm like, okay, Lord. Okay. Now I'm, my faith is starting to turn the corner here. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I... Mm -hmm. Like, oh, so that you can be glorified. Okay. And I'm, I'm chewing on that word. Mm -hmm. right? John chapter 11, verse one through four. Now, a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Martha, of Mary and her sister, Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sister sent him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, verse four, he said, this sickness, this sickness is not unto death, mm -hmm. but for the glory of God, mm -hmm. that the son of God may be glorified through it. Mm -hmm. That was for me because I didn't know what was going to happen to me. Doctors didn't know. They weren't giving me anything for me to get better. When I tell you I took nothing to make me better, I took no medicine. Mm. Nothing was given to me. All that I got in my blood was IV to keep fluids going through my body. That is it. And the entire five months of this ordeal from January 2022 to May, I took no medicine. Mm, mm, mm. But the outlook did not look good. Um, This verse, and this is the one that really just so, so blessed me to this day. I actually have it engraved on the back of my iPad. Um, is Lamentations, uh, chapter 3, verse 32 and 33. Um, and I wrote this note in my Bible. It says, my anchor verses during my acute liver failure of 2021. When I first read them, I was immediately brought to tears. And it says, verse 32, Though he causes grief, mm -hmm. yet he will show compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. For he does not afflict willingly, 
nor grieve the children of men. Mm. I, that just anchored me. It's just like, see, we, we have this, we have this thinking, this way where we subconsciously, we put God in a box. Mm-hmm. And we wrap that box with wrapping paper that says, these are the things God would never do. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we're so familiar with that box, we don't even open it. We Because we know what's in there. We put mm-hmm. these thoughts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and these That's assumptions good. in that box. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to remind ourselves by opening and reading what's in it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it's, God would never do this to me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. work this way. Mm-hmm. Scripture doesn't show me and tell me he works like that. Mm-hmm. He causes grief. Mm-hmm. Like that just goes against contemporary thinking about how God works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think about judges. I guess it's, I don't know, Judges 10 or 11 with with um, Samson. Samson, remember, he, he goes and he tells his parents, I want that Philistine girl. Go get her for me. Mm-hmm. And his parents are like, what are you, you're a Nazarene. Like, what do you, why do you want this Philistine girl? Can't you find a Nazarene, a Nazarene girl to, to be with. And he's in, you know, no, I want her. Right. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But scripture later says right after that, but Samson's parents did not know that it was of the Lord that he desired the Philistine girl Mm -hmm. so that it could bring strife and struggle between the children of Israel and the Philistines, mm. the captives, the slaves, and the slave oppressors and owners. Mm. So when you read that, why mm-hmm. would God, we, we're all told, be do not be unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. Right? We think mm-hmm. about God. Why would God, mm-hmm. the scripture tells us, mm-hmm. don't mingle and mix with people who are uh, who don't know the Lord, we're not saved. We're in other religions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We talk about with Solomon and how he chased after mm-hmm. other gods and religions by being unequally yoked. But here in Judges, it's telling us that Samson's parents didn't know that it was God put that desire in Samson for a woman who was not a child of Israel. Mm-hmm. And would make him unequally yoked, but God had a purpose. So we can't put him in a box and say what he will absolutely do and what he won't absolutely do. Mm-hmm. He is God. Sovereign. He's sovereign. He, he can do sovereign. whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when I read that, he causes grief. It just I saw him so much differently now. 
he truly is sovereign. I know he was sovereign, mm -hmm. but now I know he's sovereign. Now you know. Now I know. <laughs> but it, it says that he will show compassion. Yet he will show compassion mm -hmm. for the thing. Because he doesn't want us to suffer. He doesn't want us to go through what we're going through. It says he does not afflict willingly. It's not his desire for it. Mm -hmm. It's not his desire. I love that. But that doesn't mean he won't do it. Right. Mm. And this is where we got to get God out of this box that we have and mm. thinking, no, this doesn't line up with where I'm at in my faith. That's why he's allowing it to happen so he can stretch your faith. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's where I was. He was stretching me. Mm hmm. He was getting me off of reliance on myself, the things I have, just and just me seeing him in a different light. And this is where he was really, really causing me to fall in love with him even more. Mm. Mm. And so at this point, You know, I'm like, okay, I'm still suffering, going through the itching up all day, up all night. And, you know, I'm like, Lord, but I need you to heal me, though. I get it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got my anchor verses. I'm seeing you differently. I'm still itching like you won't believe, Lord. Please heal mm -hmm. me. Enjoy. The Lord says, as I'm crying out to him, he said, it's not time yet Ooh. because there's not enough people who see. It's not enough people who are witnessing what you're going through. And mind you, that that's a poignant statement because up until that point, I had not been back in church mm -hmm. since December. Mm -hmm. Here it is like March. Not been in church. People heard that I was sick. I mean, people definitely knew. Mm. But I, I go to church and I mean, you can imagine the whispers in that. Oh, did you see Troy? Oh my goodness, what is going on? Like it, I didn't know that was happening at the time. Mm -hmm. I learned later on that that was mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. People were coming up to me saying, "Man, when I saw you, I had a friend. His daughter thought I was dying. Mm -hmm. she, his daughter asked him, Daddy, she's eighteen years old. Daddy, is, is Mister Troy dying?" Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I went to see my class with Ibrahim was was um was teacher that day, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I went to see the class because the Lord, he wanted me to go back so that people could see me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Joy, I went to church. Now, mind, keep in mind, I couldn't dress like I'm going to church. Mm -hmm. I went to church with sweatpants, t-shirt, hoodie sweater, sneakers. Mm -hmm. I looked like I just woke up. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I went to my class 
people saw me. I remember uh, one of the um, high school girls, Sunday school teachers saw me and she gasped. Oh my goodness, Troy. And she said, oh, we are praying for you. Mm -hmm. And I just broke down. I, it was so much love, joy, comfort. It was just a wonderful feeling. But people were like, I mean, my, by then I had lost 70 pounds. Mm -hmm. From when they saw me in December to now, to that time. And I spoke to my boys. They all came up and prayed for me. They were crying, Sunday school teachers crying. But I, I testified about his goodness. I shared. I told him what was going on. And I told him that the Lord is going to heal me. And, um, you know, and I left. And I, I didn't come back for a while after that. But mind you, when I was in the hospital, I said that they really didn't do anything for me. They didn't. But one thing they absolutely were trying to get me to do was get a liver transplant. Because I had acute liver failure. And they said the only way that that's going to be healed, at least right now, is although the liver will heal itself, a transplant would It'll speed it would, up. It, it, would, it would be done. Mm -hmm. And I told them, I said, I told my doctors, I said, no. I said, the Lord is going to heal me. Amen. I'm Amen. not getting a transplant. God is going to heal me. Mm. Okay, Mr. Martin. Well, just just think about it. You know, mm -hmm. this is an option. Mm -hmm. um, there's a scale. I think it goes up to like the score of like 32 mm -hmm. in terms of how they prioritize mm -hmm. people for a liver transplant. Mm -hmm. I was at a 28. That's mm -hmm. how close. And they were like, we could we could probably get you bumped up and we can get you a liver pretty soon. I was at a 28. <laughs> I said. No, nope. close enough, but not close enough. <laughs> Every morning, close enough. God, come on, somebody, close mm. enough. I'm gonna put you close enough so they may think they can take hold of this to get the glory. But I'm still saying the glory is mine. Mm. If you have not believed yet, if you if you're still trying to figure out if uh, if 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 something is, you should try it, God. By this time of year, you should just say yes, okay? You should, you should just say, <laughs> yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And, and it's just, um, the, the Samson, for those who are like, oh, I ain't got Samson 14. I want to read that. Samson 14, starting with, uh, verse yes. three. His father and mother reply, isn't there an acceptable woman among your relatives or among all our people? Must you go to the uncircumcised Philistine to get a wife? But Tom Samson said to his father, get her for me. She's the right one. She's the right one for me. His parent did not know that this was from the Lord, who was seeking an occasion to confront the Philistine. For at that time, they were ruling over Israel. Mm. Listen, I love the strategy 
I would say yes. that very strategic. Great you work. said, you said, he said, not yet. Your story, your story has not reached the capacity that I want of the people to be reached. He says, I am the God who knows the beginning from the end, from the end at the beginning. Mm. Yes. While this morning in my devotion, my prayer time, literally this morning, today is Saturday. We're doing this recording, right? And uh, he just keep highlighting, remember, remember, remembering. I had to go Google the definition of remembering, right? As I'm looking at the word remember, it says it's a recall, but also it is a way of calling, recalling, and bringing things to your memory. So God has the ability to see where we are. He's, he says he's what? He is, was, and will, right? So he's transcending of time he 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 he's living through time our yesterday our today and our tomorrow so he's looking listen troy your story right now is focused present your present your gift christmas time right your gift your present your present moment is dealing with this unemployment and sickness i am creating a testimony because two years from when you heal, three years from where you heal, <laughs> five years from where <laughs> this blows my mind, God's strategy, right? He's counting the time that hmm, y'all, I need y'all used to your imagination. I need y'all to use your imagination and, and just think for a moment with me through this story, right? Month number one, hypothetically, we're just going to do math hypothetically, right? First month is going to reach people in one year. Second month is going to reach because God's month is crazy, right? Mathematical God is crazy. One year will do it. One month will do one year. So if you Continue with the sickness for two months, that will become five years of what? Of impact. Mm. If you do three three months, it's gonna be ten years. I'm just creating these months, okay? Like they're crazy because he says it has not reached yet. That means it's it. Ooh, it is incrementing as you are the more of the suffering. Mm. Let me put it this way for y'all who don't understand me, who love this passion of God's word. By his stripe, mm. I am healed. Yes. And he, Harabo, so Isaiah said he had about what? 38? If you look, it's biblical. There's a number of how many stripes he did. For the first stripe he healed, God is saying, no, it's not enough. This is going to just heal the people in first century. My God. Mm -hmm. This is going to heal just people in the second century. Mm 
I need this to heal eternity. So he needs to endure more of the suffering. And Jesus is not just the stripe that he received for our healing today, but the thorn on his crown, the humiliation, humiliation that he had to go through, the nailing on the cross. Listen. That's why Apostle Paul says he endured till the end so that he may receive the glory. The glory was not going to be received only with what? With one stripe. Mm -mm. The glory was not going to be received only with the shackles on his feet. The glory was not going to be eternal if he did not have to go through all that process that he said yes for. He had to say yes. So what are, what am I saying? Am I calling brother Troy Jesus? I'm calling, I'm saying Christian faith believer, people of God out there who have said yes to God. It may be robotic, but God is saying, I'm going to use that. It may look emotional feeling. Don't define it. As you say, we define the box. This is the don'ts, the do's of God. But God is saying, no. I need you to get me out of the box because what I'm going to do through you is going to be for my glory. John 9, John 11. And his glory is not limited to only what joy can do in this four minute of podcast. His glory goes on. And I love it. Let those who have ears hear because only the heart is ready to receive the king will be able to appreciate the ultimate story. Your suffering is not ending <laughs> today. I got three more months to go. I got one more month to go. It's a counting down because as a, is it a thermostat is going up? The barometer, right, is going up. The higher it goes, the more people are being saved. The higher it goes, the more people are saved. A Siri comes out, the more people are saved. And you wonder, God, where are you when people are suffering? He says, I'm creating testimonies. I learned I learned the importance of embracing your suffering I started embracing it I started being encouraged by it I started he getting healed by it my mother-in-law and my, and my wife said to me after that, they said, during that time when I was praying, asking God to heal me miraculously, and they would tell me, he's healing you every day. It may not be a miracle where it's overnight or right now immediately, but he is healing you every day. That's when I started really embracing the suffering because I knew that in the end, it was going to make me more like Jesus. 
I knew it. So I learned my 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 praise began to start thanking God for what I was going through. I wasn't asking for healing anymore. I was thanking him. God, you can do whatever you want with me. I told them at the hospital, the Lord is going to heal me. And I made up in my mind, the more I said that, I said, why? And they, people were like, why? But I had a friend who said, you know, you could, but you, you know, you could be healed through the liver transplant too. Like that would still be God. And I said, absolutely. God can do anything. And I'm, I agree with you. I could be been healed through a liver transplant. I said, but where I'm at in my faith, I want to trust God to the end for everything. And I said, even if I were to die, it was already settled in my heart. If I were to die waiting on the Lord to heal me, I was okay with it because it had taken my faith to another level that I experienced God. And my faith would grew so much that I was willing to hold on and wait on him. That would became so important to me that mm -hmm. I didn't fear death. Mm -hmm. I wasn't worried about death. Yes, Lord. Because he was stretching my faith so much that I was willing to believe him to the end. Mm -hmm. Before it was, I believe you, but I also have this to rely on. And 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 then I, you know, I have everything I need. God plus this. No. I knew that if I died, so be it. The Lord, He is the the Bible says He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And I wanted to trust Him so much. And that's when I began to become healed and receive healing. Things started changing. As my mother-in-law and my wife said, every day I started. And it wasn't like, oh, he's taking this away. It would be like days later I go, oh, I didn't do that anymore. I don't remember the last time I did that. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I just sat on the couch and watched the program for an hour and I didn't itch. Oh, wow. I started, it was after he had already done it. Mm -hmm. I started recognizing I don't have those symptoms anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wasn't as weak because I couldn't eat. And I was so weak. Oh man, I was weak. I would walk past the mirror in my living room and I would see myself and start feeling sorry for myself and start crying. But the Lord kept reminding me, I'm healing you every day. Mm -hmm. You don't see it. In fact, you don't even recognize it until after I've already done it. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You don't even know that I've done it. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing how he was working things out mm -hmm. behind the scenes. I So around April 2022, I, early April, I started feeling, started feeling better. Not, 
I, I would say on a on a percentage scale, I would say I was about about fifty percent, forty percent. But I started feeling better. My son um, was graduating from uh, basic training in the Air Force in May of that year. So about a month before that, I started feeling good. I could eat certain things I couldn't eat. It just, you know, my liver had gone through changes. My body wasn't digesting certain foods the same anymore. But he was working things out. When I flew, I, I mean, the, the, the idea that I would fly on a plane for three hours the way I did, the thought of that, it wasn't a reality for me but prior to going to the base, to the uh, Air Force graduation. But I sat on that plane in comfort, no itching, nothing. It's like he gave me comfort in different areas at different times. Let me know he's working. My confidence was increasing. My strength was coming back. And then about, about early May, prior to going to the uh, graduation, or sorry, late April, um, I told a, a good, really good friend of mine, say, hey, I, I think I'm ready to come back to work. Um, let me know, like, I, I've been out of the workforce since November of 2021. You know, help me know what's going on in the industry. Are things changing? You know, what do I need to study up on and, and just get prepared for coming back into the workforce? Oh, you're good. Don't worry about it. Like, you probably forgot more than most people know. So don't even worry about it. You know, just you're going to be fine. And he goes, I, I have a I have a friend. Uh, who works for a company I work for now. And um, I put in a word for you to see if um, if they're looking for somebody like yourself. He did. Long story short, um, God worked that out. I walked right back into my job, a new job. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was making more money. Mm. Then, yeah. then when I I got fired in November 2021, and God has a sense of humor because He changed my career. I was doing something totally different than what I had been doing the last ten years, or no, about eight years. So He put me in a situation with this new company to do a job that I was like the newest person. I felt like the new guy and just even understanding what they wanted me to do. Um, I knew what they wanted me to do, but I just, myself, I didn't feel like I had the skills to do that. Like, that's not what I've been doing the last 30 years. Um, I was dealing with imposter syndrome. Mm. God was putting me in positions where I had to trust him. Mm-hmm. He had to, I had to trust him. I couldn't go back to what was familiar. So that's why I said he has a sense of humor. He changed my career mm-hmm. and gave me a raise. Like I'm, I'm 50 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. Changed my career at 50. Got, got a raise. Like it just, he was taking care of everything. He was working things out behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. 
I, I did not even. I'm sorry. He prepares the table for me. I, it, I, I, to this day, I still, it's amazing how he worked everything out. And I didn't do anything. Joy, when I tell you I didn't do anything, just like the doctors didn't do anything for the healing, mm -hmm. I didn't do anything for getting a job. I, the whole salary thing is just a whole on another level. I, you know, I, I won't share that, but it was just, <laughs> that was amazing. Mm -hmm. Many are the suffering mm -hmm. and trials that the righteous goes through, but the Lord delivers them all. all. He sure did. He sure did. And, you know, at the time, I, you know, I thought I was basically healed. I didn't know mm -hmm. that it would not be until six or seven more months that I would be completely healed. Mm -hmm. Going back, you know, we wonder why God doesn't tell us everything. If you had told me on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2021, when I'm in the ER, high-fiving people saying Happy New Year, that what was about to happen to me, mm -hmm. I would have to go through that for a year. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could have went through that. Mm -hmm. And it not scares me, but I'm just like, I'm so glad I didn't know. Mm -hmm. How long it was going to be. Mm -hmm. We always want to know what God is doing. God, what are you up to? Sometimes you don't want to. You don't need to know. And you don't even want to know. Because mm -hmm. you don't know, especially dealing with suffering, mm -hmm. how long you're going to have to go through it. Mm -hmm. So thank God for his grace and his mercy that he doesn't show us and tell us everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a brother come to my house during during this trial. Uh, brother Darrell, love him dearly. He's so wonderful. Um, this when I, my eating was getting better. I made like when he he came to my house and I made like a big thing of three cans of New England clam chowder soup, and I made it for he and I, but he didn't want any. Joy in that one sitting, I ate the whole pot <laughs> by myself. <laughs> It was so good. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that's my favorite. One of my favorite soup too. England. Oh, love mm. New England, especially. New England. Yes. And he said, Troy, it just blesses me to even see you eating like this. And it had not dawned on me that I really haven't ate like that before for months. Mm-hmm. And he was just so overjoyed by watching me eat. And he's, he's the one who said to me, mm -hmm. he said, you have to understand one of the things about how God works, because we were talking about the obedience, the suffering, embracing suffering, things like that. He said, Troy, obedience, suffering and persecution are currency in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. He said, that's why it's important for you to embrace what you're going through. Mm -hmm. 
Because it's currency. It means something. It gets God's attention. Mm-hmm. When you're going through what you're going through and mm-hmm. you recognize him and his faithfulness and his sovereignty while you're going through it, it gets his attention. Something get exchanged. Sorry? Something get exchanged. Yes. Yes. He said his currency. I'll never forget that. Brother Mm -hmm. Dow, you're blessed. I love you dearly. Oh, man. When he said that to me, I I just. So I, I just, Joy, I tell people. I always tell people, be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Be encouraged because we need it mm-hmm. as believers, specifically to believers. We are to be encouraged. Paul tells us to be mm-hmm. encouraged. Mm-hmm. We have to embrace what we're going through, knowing that God is making us more like Christ. We have to embrace it. And then last, the thing I say the most Allow yourself to fall in love with the Lord, with Jesus, through the whole process. You have to allow yourself to. Mm-hmm. You have to allow yourself to fall in love with him. See, because when you allow yourself to fall in love with Jesus, what you're doing is you're reciprocating. You're responding to what he is already doing in demonstrating his love towards us. We're responding to it. See, that's the thing about robots. Mm -hmm. They don't respond to anything. Mm -hmm. They just do it, Mm -hmm. but they don't reciprocate anything. Mm -hmm. But when you allow yourself to fall in love with Jesus, you are outwardly showing and demonstrating him, Lord, you're too good. You're the most important person in my life. You're everything to me. And that's how he chose to show me how to love him through this suffering, mm-hmm. through this trial, through this persecution. And, um, you know, it just it, it, falling in love with the Lord. One of the greatest revelations of my life. We often say, and rightfully so, we should share. Yes, I love the Lord. And I've said it many times. As, as all of us have. And we mean it. And the Lord loves it. But for me personally, when I learned how much he loved me, oh man, when I stopped to think about how much he loved me, it, it just, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. It changed my life. Mm-hmm. I think about in Judges, um, the children of Israel going through this vicious cycle of backsliding, serving other gods, being comfortable in their slavery to the Moabites, the Philistines, the the Jebusites, on and on. And you see that whole history in Judges of God raising up judges to deliver his people and to speak on their behalf and to so that because God wanted them to serve him again, his his people. Well, we get to one point, maybe it was around chapter 10, I think, where the Lord, he gives the children of Israel a piece of his mind. And he tells them, go. No, what you coming to me for? You crying out to me. 
because you don't like your slavery and you, you're fed up with it and you want me to deliver you? He said, no, mm -hmm. go to those other guys. Mm -hmm. Go to them, ask them to deliver you. And they cry out to him, no, no, we, you know, we want you. I, I want to find that. We, we want you to deliver us, Lord. And, and he, oh, let me just find that real quick. Sorry. Uh, is that okay? Can I read it? Oh, quick? yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Let's find that. It's, a, uh, yes. it's, it's, it's beautiful, the, the, the work of God. Yes. Let us not write that box, right? Open whenever you have a chance, this week, next week, whenever. After hearing this message, I want you to go and unwrap that box that you have written. Jesus, this is what you can do, and this is what you cannot do. And allow his sovereignty to come, not just after you, but to come in you, through you, around you. Because what he can do with our story, with your story, is so amazing. You know, it's so powerful. God is not just the God of New Testament, but it's also the Old Testament. Learn to appreciate him. So learn to appreciate who God is in his sovereignty. Amen. Mm. Let me read this. This is in Judges chapter 10. We'll start at verse 10. It says, and the children of Israel cried cried out to the Lord saying, we have sinned against you because we have both forsaken our God and served the Baals. So the Lord said to the children of Israel, did I not deliver you from the Egyptians and from the Amorites and from the people of Ammon and from the Philistines, also the Sidonians, the Amalekites and Mayanites oppressed you and you cried out to me? And I delivered you from their hand. Verse 13. Yet you have forsaken me and served other gods. Therefore, I will deliver you more. I will deliver you no more. Excuse me. Go and cry out to the gods which you have chosen. Mm. Let them deliver you mm. in your time of distress. Mm. Verse 15. And the children of Israel said to the Lord, we have sinned. Do to us whatever seems best to you. Only deliver us this day, we pray. Mm. See, they, they, they surrendered all. Mm -hmm. When you tell God, do whatever you want to do, mm. you said it earlier. That's, that's a position of full surrender. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it says... And, and although, before we continue the reading yes. that, and they recognize, no, Lord, Rather to suffer in your court mm. than to suffer in the other court. Oh, my God. God. Yes. That's rather to saying. suffer through your hand. I'd rather suffer in your hand, Lord. I'd rather be troubled in your hand. Yes. I'd rather be hurting in your hand than with the other gods. My Lord. Mm. Mm. Praise God. That's a word right there, sister. Mm. Verse 16, he said, I mean, they said, so they put away, look at that, mm -hmm. took responsibility. Mm -hmm. They put away the foreign gods from among them and served the Lord. And this is where I talk about, I learned how much he loves me. It says, and his soul could no longer endure the misery of Israel. It, mm. He couldn't that, endure that, it. That's a preaching right there. 
Mm. He couldn't endure anymore. I couldn't endure. Because of his love for them. He could not stand to watch them suffer. All because they say, okay, God, you don't want to rescue us. We're going to show you how much we want to come back to you. <laughs> we're going to show you how much we're going to come back to you by leaving that is oppressing me, mm. that I allow to oppress me. In this, in other words, I'm a, I'm a let go. I don't know how long it's going to take you, God, to rescue me, mm. but I'm going to let go of what I had allowed to control me. Mm. I'm going to let go of what has what I gave power and authority to, to control me. In the story here, you talk about the what? The knowledge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let go of this knowledge that I thought it's actually mine and I have control over yeah. and actually will come into your court for you to give me the knowledge of you. Right, right. Mm. And in Psalm 91, it says this, the Lord says, because he loves me, mm-hmm. I will rescue him. God desire our love too. Yes. Right? And 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 the way you said it earlier is discovering how much he love. He says this I believe in 1 John. He says we love because he first loved us. Love us. Yes. I love my children because God loves me first. God knows. <laughs> With my just love, my own flesh human love, I'll be getting some days. I'll be like, children, y'all been staying by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a mommy break. But when you remember the sovereignty and the love of God, how much he will hold me despite of my fault, it mm. will make you, it will cause you to love, to forgive, or to even see another human being differently. I love this text. Mm. So they turn around and gave up all those things. And God said, I can't bear to see this. Look how much they're suffering just to get my attention. (laughs) Look at that. And you, you as a mother, moms can appreciate your kids are not born loving you. I'm making an assumption here, right? They, it's true. We don't. As a mother, you do things that compel them to love you, where they they can't come to any other conclusion. Mm-mm. That who else? Nobody does this for me the way she does. Because you first love them through nurturing them changing them, feeding them, and yes, even disciplining them. Mm -hmm. They can't help but to love you as a mother. Mm -hmm. You know, as a dad, I I remember when my kids were young, especially my boys, you know, they would love to, when they were small, they would just hold on to your, your leg and they would just walk around with you, walk around the house and they, it was like a ride at a, at a amusement park or something. And it just, they love doing that. And then you get two of them on your leg and you're really like, oh man. Mm-hmm. But they don't know where you're taking them. Mm-hmm. You're just walking around. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're so happy and overjoyed with just holding on to your leg. And that's that apprehension. 
where um, where they're apprehending. They don't know, have knowledge about where I'm going or what I'm going to do while they're holding on, but they're just so overjoyed and having such a great time just being with me there. And I believe that's what the Lord wants us to be like. We don't always comprehend or acknowledge or have knowledge and infinite wisdom about what God is doing. But he does also want us to apprehend, hold on to him when we don't know what he's doing, Mm -hmm. when we don't know where he's taking us. Mm -hmm. Right. Just hold on. Mm -hmm. Trust him because it 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 exudes trust. It demonstrates the trust in him and the fact that. I'm experiencing joy in this journey with you, Lord. I don't know where you're taking me. I don't know what you're going to work out of this, but I'm apprehending. I'm going to hold on to you during this time. And if I fall like a little child holding on to his daddy's leg. If I fall, it will hurt, but the joy will surpass, will override the pain of falling from your what? Of your leg, because I know I'm holding on for the second time. It's going to be even more. Maybe this time you're holding with your hands, and yes. now we're going to compete <laughs> with my brother to see who's going to hold on even the longest. And, 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 and the joy that's coming with it. That's why he says, rather to suffer in your hand than in the hand of my enemies. That almost sounds like a psalmist who will say, Lord, do me whatever you want to do me, but don't let the enemy mock me. Don't let the enemy rejoice over my suffering. Mm. Yes. This has been amazing. I'm full. I don't know about you, but I feel full. I feel, I feel the Lord just filled, filled my belly. It's beautiful. It's powerful. It is in the making. It's continuing. So in other words, he's already written it, right? He's already written it. And now it's manifesting. It is unfolding. It is reaching to the farthest place. It is connecting. Not just one place, not just, and I feel honored. I feel so honored to be part of that. Mm. Jesus, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Joy. You will be born later after Brother Troy is born. Uh, there will be a, an appointing time. Yes. Okay. Where his story to write this series of suffering, you're going to be part of. Because this is what I'm doing in her life. And this is how it's going to go. Strategy. Orchestrate. Put together. Not just to say all things work for good. But because of his sovereignty and the plan that he had. I can almost go to the place of believing. When he says, let there be light, 
out of darkness. It was dark. He knew. I'm about to create something out of nothing. And it's going to fall apart. But I'm still going to do it anyway. And not willingly. Remember, he doesn't afflict willingly. He didn't want to do it. But he did it. Hmm. So, Brother Choi, you've given us so much reflection, so much things to appreciate, to think about. I'm just going to ask if you have any parting, somebody who may be suffering right now, hurting, who's probably asked, why me? Or maybe they've asked, why now? Or why not me? Or what is this for? And they're like, why should I do? Not even what should I do? But what will your word be to this person? Yeah. Great question. You know, I'm still... I'm still pondering every day about what I've gone through. Um, it's been... It's been the absolute worst experience of my life. But it has been the most amazing experience of my life, too. Um, I still have symptoms of the itching. But no, nowhere near the intensity that I experienced it, you know. Um, and I, I'm able to function. I can do things in comfort, full comfort. So it's not debilitating or anything like that. I have my strength back. I actually put on more weight than I, I wanted to. <laughs> um, so I gained it all back. But I will say that if you're going through, and I don't know what you're going through, um, I would encourage you to stay close to him. Um, if you're able to stay close to his word, do that. Um, ask God questions, you know, ask him questions to gain clarity as much as possible. But but the motive should be because you want to learn more about who he is, not learn more about my situation, my condition. It's It should be anchored and in, in, in focused on him because that's why he's allowing it to happen to you is so that one, you can know and grow closer to him by faith, but also so that you can see a different side of him. See, because I knew God was faithful before this, but now I know he's faithful. 
I knew he was sovereign before this. Now I know he's sovereign. I knew how serious God was about himself because he is the most important person in the universe. There's no one else more important than him. God makes a big deal about himself. And it's not about us. It's always about him. So glorify him in your life. Glorify him in, in this trial, in this struggle. Praise him. Thank him for the experience. Thank him that he finds you faithful to go through this. And like, like, um, in John 9, with the man, it was not unto death. You know, he, God allowed it because he knew that he wanted to be glorified in this man's blindness, in Lazarus. Because he make, God makes a big deal about himself. He is the most important person in the universe. And we have to make a big deal about him. So that is how we can do that by responding to the works that he's doing in your life by faith to both have joy and go through trials and sadness and crying. Give him your full emotion mm -hmm. of what you're going through. Give it all back to him. And I think about in Psalm 106 where um, it talks about the long suffering of God. And it talks about how God bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt and they crossed the Red Sea. It says, they did not remember the multitude of your mercies, but rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Verse eight, nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake. He saved them for his name's sake that he might make his mighty power known. Understand, there's a bigger story that is taking place through your trial, through your suffering. Everything we go through is not always for us. It's so that others can be blessed also. But God finds you faithful and he can trust you with the testimony. Be willing to share. It amazes me sometimes how much people are not willing to share what God is doing in their life. How he's blessing them, what he's taking them through. And we, we, we think it's my personal. Mm. I, I respect that. Mm. But sometimes you got to share it. Amen. Let people know what you're going through. Just like I said, God said to me, there's not enough people who see what you're going through. I want more people to see. Why? Because it's about his glory. Mm -hmm. And so that that's, that's what I would say. That's what I would say. Amen. I understand what you're going through. In my own way, relative to what I went through, 
I don't know all the details about what you may be going through, but he's consistent. He is God of yesterday, today, and forevermore. He does not change. And he loved me through all of this. He walked with me. He carried me through. He took care of things. As I said, he raised up my wife and put her in a position where she could take care of the home and, you know, everything that he did with her. And to this day, she is still being blessed by how he used her and what she learned through all of this. Mm. Oh, one day we, um, you know, maybe we could do another part where my wife can join and we can hear her. Because I can tell you, she has an amazing testimony. We're definitely going to do that. We're definitely going to do that. I really her side is amazing. Yes. I uh, love to hear the story of her side of uh, how God, how God sustained her, raised her, and just be glorified in her life. Thank you so very much for being here. For This has been an amazing. There is, there's going to be part one and part two. Because this this is rich, and I look forward to the work of the collaboration of the series that uh, yes. on Job on Job. We're gonna go through it slowly, patiently, and 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 just as the Lord leads. I want to end with the scripture. We started with scripture, and we're gonna end with scripture, and it's the way out of us prayer as well as I read. This is Jeremiah. Nine, one of the scriptures that I that I saw that that drives me into mm. seeking and knowing God. It's very important to know God. Yes, we cannot know Him into the fullness of who He is, right. but make it your your lifetime objective goal to know God. He says this in Jeremiah twenty nine, uh, Jeremiah nine. I'm sorry. Jeremiah 9, verse 23. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts, boast about this, that he understands and knows me. I can even stop right there. But he added and say. That I am the Lord. Who exercise kindness. Justice. And righteousness. On earth. For in this. In these. I delight. I delight. Let you boast about that. Let us boast about who God is. He delights in justice, kindness, and righteousness. He didn't say he delights in, in, in us feeling good, being good, because as we read earlier from lamentation, he, he allows things to happen and he can cause it to happen. But he delights is a different story. What he delights in is how you find the, the intimacy in God. Yes. Not in knowing, oh, I know God can or God cannot do. 
We all know we, the Bible tells us what he can and cannot do. Even in the relationship between us humans, you feel more intimate and close to people when you begin to know their delight. When you begin, when you begin to know that this is what joy delight in, you, that means you have spent enough time with me to know that. Otherwise, you just know joy knows how to do this and knows how to do that. Mm -hmm. But when you get closer to somebody, mm -hmm. you begin to know their delight. That's a different kind of relationship. Yes. That even when you say that she delights roses or whatever you want to call, the closer you get to that person, you begin to understand even the depth of that delight. Their delight is in the Lord, the word I say. Psalm 34. Let your delight be in the Lord. I thank you, God. With this beautiful story and everything that you are doing and everything that you are creating, it's so amazing that the story actually begins in the season of Christmas, holiday, Thanksgiving. And here we are telling the story in the Thanksgiving season of Christmas Advent. In leaving me to wonder, Lord, in Bethlehem, when everyone thought, as we read your scripture, the perfect situation was actually chaotic. The perfect God will come into a chaos world to be born in a place with less value. But because you delight in what you saw in that little baby Jesus, what he will accomplish, that it was okay <laughs> to be born in a farm. So thank you, Father God. Thank you for what you are doing in all of our life. We give you thanks and we give you praise. Amen. Well, dear, I told you we are in for a treat. Let those who want to boast, boast that they know God. Don't get shy about boasting how much you know about God and sharing the knowledge you have of God. Brag about Him. Share the testimony. Share your story. And of course, I will say it, we will love to hear your story here. Because, like we always say, wherever you go, find a church and leave.
the imprint of God's love. For God so loved you that he gave the whole world. Now it's just for you to tell the story. Until next time, thank you so very much for your support, caring, and even if this story, this story impacts you, I want to ask you to share it with somebody that you know who needs it. Because it will leave the imprints in their life. Thank you and have a blessed weekend. Bye-bye.